welcome to the Freed Media Podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Heil, founding member of the Freed Fellowship and Freed Media. This is a podcast dedicated to bridging the gap between entrepreneur and entrepreneur. In this episode, you'll hear one Freed story from someone who made the jump from the corporate world to the vast unknown of entrepreneurship. We at Freed Media know that the road to entrepreneurship can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. We hope that in sharing Freed stories, that you will gain some tangible tips on how to get freed yourself. It's our mission to provide support and community for those working their five to nine side hustles and jotting down their someday business plan. We're navigating the journey ourselves, and we'd love to take you along with us. Ready to get freed? Everyone, we are back again with another fellow and their freed story. Today, I am joined by Ola Swarm, founder and owner of Jador La Decor. Hi. Hi there. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. I'm excited to um, dive into your story today. Could you let the audience know a little bit about you and your business? Well, my full name is Olani Yi Sworn, but you can call me Ola. I understand that that is a mouthful. <laughs> so I, I kindly cut it off and I use the, uh, the name Ola for my business. I'm an interior stylist and lifestyler, and I specialize in transforming spaces of 1,000 square feet or less. It's my passion. It's been my passion for a long time, and I'm really happy to be able to, to do it professionally uh, as my career. That's awesome. It's awesome to love what you do. How new is this venture and what got you started on this journey? Well, it's not really new. It's a new, but not new. We'll put it that way. <laughs> um, I've always been interested in the world of interiors, even as a child, but it wasn't until 2016 that I really started to delve into it. I opened my business, uh, did all of the things that you're supposed to do to open a business, but I still worked it quietly. I like to say I was an undercover designer. <laughs> I didn't tell anybody. And, and as my friends say, well, what is the purpose of doing this if you're not telling anyone? <laughs> well, the purpose is I'm self-taught. And so I wanted to make sure that I learned what I needed to learn before I announced officially what I was doing. And so I did that from 2016 and then 2020 came. The year that went up in flames, as people <laughs> say. And there was an explosion in the market. Now, let me just back up a little bit. In 2019, I figured, okay, maybe I should start telling people I'm doing this. <laughs> and early 2020, I was invited to do a giveaway with a paint company that I had teamed up with some time before. And the prize was going to be that they would get a room that would be designed by me. Wow. And I thought, oh, wow, that was amazing. So when I did that, uh, a few people who followed me on Instagram reached out and they said, I would love to have a room designed by you. Up until that point, because I had been in my own bubble, I had no idea that people actually liked what I was doing. And so that, of course, gave me a bit more courage to just come on out and uh, tell people, hey, this is what I'm doing. A few people were very shocked, but it felt so invigorating to do that. And so really in 2020 is when I started to really uh, let it be known that this is what I'm doing. And yes, this is a serious business. <laughs> <laughs> and then my business just began to grow. Like I did not, I, I just didn't imagine that I would get the influx of clients that I did, but I'm very, very grateful for it. That's amazing. I'd love to hear the victory stories that came out of 2020. So that's always good to hear. Yes. 
So what were you doing before this venture and how did that kind of morph into what you're doing now? Well, I was doing marketing part-time for a company and that really was what kept uh, the bills paid. We'll say that. I say it that way. It kept the bills paid. It freed up enough time for me to continue this uh, this venture, uh, and then it paid the bills. But marketing also played a really integral role in what I was doing with my business. Once I started to tell people what I was doing, I could quickly come up with some strategies on how I could get the word out. One of those strategies was to use Instagram, mm-hmm. and then I would cross post on Facebook. And then, of course, anyone who hired me, I did my best so that I could uh, turn that into other jobs or even referrals. And so, you know, it's always been, as I said, part of my fiber over the years, even from high school into college, I was always taking some sort of course in interior design so that I could be ready for the next trend or the next it thing. And so when it was time, like I said, to launch, then then I was ready to do that. That's awesome. Good for you. So we love all of the butterflies and unicorns about hearing about new businesses, but what are some of the biggest failures that you've learned along the way? And what did you learn from it? Oh, failures. Oh my goodness. Or experiences, um, we can call them. <laughs> well, yeah, there are always challenges. One of the things that I quickly learned is that I needed to get my systems in order. And, and by systems, I mean, you know how you, if you go to work for another company, the first thing they will do on your first day, they'll hand you a book and say, read that. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> that was their system. And I realized that I didn't have that. Now, although in every job that I had prior to launching my own business, I was the one who created those systems. I created those books. I had not yet created one for myself. And I found that I was very overwhelmed with keeping everything inside my head. When you are an entrepreneur, you wear all the hats. You are the accountant. You are the word processor, the secretary, or (laughs) the assistant. You're everything. You are all the things. And so you need processes. And when I started to bring other people on, I don't have any full-time employees, but I do have people who, students who come in from time to time and assist. I can do that now. I can hand them this book and say, hey, welcome, read this. (laughs) So that was a, a lesson that I definitely, I already knew, but I had not implemented right away. And uh, I would say I I learned a huge (laughs) lesson from that. Other lessons would be learning to communicate what I do effectively to others. When you know what your process is and it's a part of your fiber, you may not realize that you're not communicating it to others as clearly as you think you are, Mm -hmm. because it's all in your head. You know what it is. You can dream (laughs) about it. You can, you can recite it backwards. But now having to translate that into a language that other people understand, what does an interior stylist or an interior designer do? Then it became, oh, well, you know, what do I do? So I had to go back to the drawing board and then change the language of what I do into something that was more digestible for a client from a client's perspective and just made more sense just in plain English. And so those are a couple of lessons that I've learned. It's amazing. Sometimes when I'm about to dive into a new research project or something, I always ask my mentor, just explain it to me like I'm five. Just give me a rundown. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You have to leave. 
Yeah, you definitely have to leave word pictures Mm -hmm. in the minds of the people who are listening to you because you want them to be on this journey with you. It's not just about me telling them what to do with their homes. I really don't want that to be the way the process works. I want this to be a partnership, a team approach. I have my role, the homeowner has their role. And together, if we all play our roles together, then we'll have a successful outcome. And that's really what I want. And that, But that starts with me being able to communicate effectively and clearly with my clients. Definitely, that's great. And I guess that's a great segue into our next question. What are two pieces of advice or tips or tricks for someone entering in the industry that you wish you knew before that you would like to tell someone who wants to go on the same path? I would say invest in yourself, invest in your business. If there is a trade show or a book or a process or a mentor, reach out to that mentor, buy that book, go to that trade show because entrepreneurship is a lonely road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and no one really understands what you do during the day and <laughs> all of the hats that you have to wear in the course of one day, but you know. And then going to these trade shows or reaching out to the mentors or buying that book really opens up a whole different world to you. One thing that I did skip over was a huge catalyst for me in announcing to everyone what I was doing, I reached out to someone on Instagram whom I had been following for a a while. She had been following me. And so I figured, well, she's following me. I'm following her. (laughs) Why not reach out to her? It, It was the best decision I have ever made. This person, this woman is just, she's amazing. She's amazing. And she opened her hand. She literally, you know, I'm always, I I am not a person who looks for clones of myself, but I Mm -hmm. do look for people who have the same set of principles, who have the same values as I do, who have this similar energy and a goodness of heart. And although we had never spoken, she is that person. Mm -hmm. And had she not extended her hand to me, I would not have taken the big steps that I did in my business. I would not have done half of the things that I have done, but she continues to push me. And I, I think I only reached out to her twice. We, I shadowed her twice and that's it. But she continues to be a force for my <laughs> business. And just last night, she was uh, sending me a text message and she was saying, you can do this. And, she said, oh. you ins-. and, and although I reached out to her, she said, you inspire me. So I say, do that thing, get that book, go to that trade show, reach out to that mentor and offer yourself, offer your services. And it doesn't necessarily have to be for money. I offered to shadow her for free to do whatever it is that she needed me to do, to be Mm -hmm. a helping hand to her. And I was helpful. I did some things for her and her business. She's also an interior designer. I did some things for her and I felt like I was learning and at the same time giving. But if you come from a place of giving, then you will get so much more out of it. So that would be definitely the advice that I'd give to any entrepreneur in any sector of business. Yes, that's amazing advice. And outside of this amazing mentor from Instagram, what else has kind of helped you navigate this jump into entrepreneurship? It could be a book, a podcast, anything. Well, you know, I I really had to sit down and analyze myself. I consider myself a soft soul. 
What I mean by that is I'm always at the service of someone. I serve at the pleasure of someone. And I, I do so, it, just like I said, at my pleasure. But what I realized that I needed to have was more leadership skills. And so to do that, you know, I would pick up a few books, uh, The Business of Design. And I picked up one uh, at a bookstore called Leadership Challenge. And really, it's just a series of challenges, uh, things that you can do, experiments to help you take risks and to be more of a leader. And that is a book that I would recommend. It's, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. I think it's Kuz Posner. Posner. I'll spell it for you. K-O-U-Z-E-S-P-O-S-N-E-R. Kuz Posner. Perfect. We'll and, put those in the show notes. Yes, yes. And, and it's just a really, really good book, creating positive images of yourself, learning to be socially, not socially awkward, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, emotional intelligence. Those are all things that an entrepreneur needs um, because you have to be able to field and accept and process feedback positive and negative in a way that is mature and in a way that that shows a growth and intelligence. And so I think this book is probably probably one of the the books that I, I've been delving into lately. There are also different podcasts and and although I am in the a, an interior design professional, I make sure to listen to other podcasts for personal growth. Uh, one of the things that I like to, I love to delve into <laughs> are languages. And it's oh, wow. been my passion since I was young. At the age of three or four, my father began to teach me words in Spanish, although wow. no one in the home spoke Spanish. <laughs> but he, he wanted us to feel comfortable no matter where we were. And so he would teach us everything he knew about the language of Spanish. And I continued that uh, in high school and then uh, with my friends. And then later on, I delved into French and wow. actually my French was way more fluent than my Spanish, but wow. the French helped me to understand the Spanish more. And I learned to speak French fluently and did some volunteer work where I was assisting the Francophone community, community hence uh, the name J'adore le décor. Yes. I love the décor, right? <laughs> so it, it's just a compliment. The name is a, is a combination of, of all of my loves in one name, if that makes any sense. So that is what has helped me. Personal growth, books about uh, leadership and challenges and things like that. That's amazing. You sound so well-rounded. I love to hear it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, I'm a work in of, progress, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's always a work in progress. <laughs> yes. So one of our scariest questions, where do you see yourself and your business in five years from now? Oh, yes, that is a scary question. <laughs> Five years from now, I'm located in the Chicagoland area, and I would love to be the go-to source for small space design. I specialize in small spaces. It's my jam. I love it. (laughs) I live small, so it's not too far of a reach from where my real life uh, happens. Um, So I'd love to be known as the authority, the expert in small space design and living well in small spaces. I I think... um, Sometimes when people see that they live in a 400, 600, 700 square foot home, they just settle. They just settle. Um, But I'm here to tell them you don't have to settle. You don't have to settle. And and the beauty of it is that you don't have to spend as much money as someone in a 3,000 square foot home (laughs) to have the good thing, the good life. 
And it's not all about things either. It's it's really about a quality of life. And I think that quali- living beautifully and having a good quality of life can be achieved in a small space. And I'd love to be the expert on that. I'd also like to expand into new construction. I've already begun that step. I started that step a lot earlier than I anticipated, but the opportunity came to me and I just took it. (laughs) So I am currently in uh, the conceptual stages of of a a new construction project that's happening here in in Chicago. And um, it's a small one, which is great. (laughs) It's a small one, which is great. So uh, it's a good way to dip your feet in the water and uh, uh, get started on something that could evolve into something bigger in the next five years. That's great. I This might be a little smaller than you're used to, but there's a show on Netflix for tiny homes and the amount of yes. thought they put into fitting places to for storage, fitting places for them to eat and just have like a good area where they don't feel cramped. It's a lot of thinking goes into that. So that's it does. amazing. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> so our most important question, what is your superpower? Oh, that's interesting. What is my superpower? I I think it's that, and this is something that I've just kind of come to realize over the years, is that I can speak to people in any circle. And it's something that I conscientiously worked on throughout the years. I want to feel comfortable speaking to people in any arena, any circle. That's important to me because my clients come from all over not just Chicago, but Canada, Florida, Atlanta, and they come from all walks of life, from doctors to attorneys to um, other high-ranking professionals. And I like that I can feel comfortable in any room and I can speak with anyone on any level in any room and not feel like I have to prove anything. I just feel comfortable. I just slide in (laughs) (laughs) and become a part of the room. So I, I would like to think that that's my superpower. That is a fabulous superpower. Well, Ola, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. We can't wait to catch up with you in a few months. But until then, where can our audience find you? Oh, absolutely. It's been a pleasure. And they can find me. Uh, I have a blog and a website by the same name, J'adore, J-A-D-O-R-E, Le L-E, Decor, D-E-C-O-R, J'adoreLeDecor.com. It's the same on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and of course on the blog. And I will be there. Perfect. Thank you so much. And we will put all of your information in the show notes and we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Here at the Freed Fellowship, we are building a community of talented individuals ready to make theirs and others business dreams come true. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you guys next time as we interview another fellow team member. And until then, don't forget to free your mind, free your media.